Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. High on the Hog, the podcast. It's Merrill Schindler. I'm here in our studio over on Melrose across from the Koreatown Collective and the Antidote, where every week and more often than that, we talk about what's happening in the world of CBD, the world of THC, the amazing healing products that everyone wants to know about. And I thank you, Janice Hardoon, for always being here to answer our questions. I thank you, Joanna Belson, for always being here to answer the questions that she can answer. And I'm thanking Ophelia Chung for being here to tell us about a world of a world of cannabis oh. that most of us don't even know about. Being you, Asian you, you have so many you have fingers in so many pies, as it were. Um, you know, you are in different worlds of cannabis that we we know little about. Um, like cannabis photography, but tell us how did you come to being where you are? What what did you used to be? Because everyone we speak to used to be something else. Well, thank you so much for having me on High on the Hog since it's Year of the Pig in Chinese too. Yes, so it's auspicious that you have hog and pig, and uh, me, uh, I'm a pig too. So we're all here. Um, I'm not high, but I am a I'm pig. So we we got two of the. One of the two. Um, to answer your question, what I what was I before? I think I was just like everybody else. I succinctly, everyone has at least six careers in their life, uh-huh. and each career is built on top of the other one, right? And it is a natural evolution. And so, for me to be in cannabis is a natural evolution of where I started is photography, and then to to um, again and ending. This well, this career is photography as well, stock photography, cannabis, and psilocybin and hemp photography, which is my company, Stockpot Images, and we're partnered with Adobe and soon to go to Europe as well with Picture Alliance. Now, Stockpot sounds so utterly specific, kind of like you know taking pictures of feet. It's like something that's it's nichey. Is there a lot of use out there for? And this is really high-end photography yes, of, of cannabis. This is like Social beautiful. media has got to be all over it. Well, what it was began because of the... This wasn't a lack of images. It was what the lack was of the central hub for people to find images. And if you looked at Getty or Shutterstock back then, this is in 2015, which is not a long time ago, but it is a long time in cannabis. They had basically maybe hundreds of images of just the leaf because that's what the iconic image of cannabis. However, that gave the mainstream thinking that's what you're smoking, right? Because they didn't have images of flowers. So Stockpot was, began to help educate and also destigmatize because also one of our mandates for my photographers is that we do, do not objectify women because we don't need more 420 nurses. And also, our collection is the largest collection in the world of strains. So my my company is basically almost an archive of over three thousand distinct strains in cannabis. Um, oh my god! That is just one part of it in ripe and cured flower on black backgrounds. So consistent, and we license thousands of those images to startups because they want consistency. But also in our collection is medical, 
pets, um, people, diverse people, LGBTQ, um, minorities, men, women, all in normal poses. Not what you would think of couch lock on a couch with a cat and a bomb, right? That's not, well, that we might be that, but <laughs> I, I'd like to offer more images of people doing yoga, cooking, grandmas on their shelf, uh, cooking and planting and trimming. I have a lot of grandmas with their hands is working with the plant, and that's not what you normally see. And uh, do you have a studio where you, like, light them beautifully, where you have all sorts of, like, um, you know, sexy semi-porn pictures of of mm. buds? Uh, I want to go home now. They, um, <laughs> no. Well, I'm built on the stock model, stock photography model, the business model. And basically, it's run, same model as Getty Images, where I am a middleman. And my library of images, I license for my photographers. I have over 250 photographers around the world. And so what I do is take their image and I will license it for them and give them 50% of the fee, which is the highest in stock photography in the whole industry. I it is to, cannabis. Yes, it is cannabis. So we do like to pay more. Yes, but also I can um, offer these people, 50. why I'm offering them 50% is because A, they came out of the green closet they're willing to use their real name and show that they're touching the plant. So what I'm doing is rewarding their bravery by doing that. And so I don't shoot any images. Basically, I have no assets. I am just a middleman. And that's what the stock industry is. That's a model. So are your photographers working out of studios? Are they they're setting everywhere. these up? Everywhere. We, I have photographers um, in grows, in studios. Uh, everywhere. It's because for photography, you have to have a diverse set of images. It can't just be indoor. It can't be just outdoor. It has to be greenhouse, canopy, indoor, uh, labs, everything. I have to have that amount of diversity in my collection. You know, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm in my other life, one of my several other lives, I'm a food writer. And I used to take extensive notes. And then I sort of moved over to just using a, a mini recorder and talking to the mini recorder and now I just take a picture I've got my iPhone and the dish comes out I'll take a picture and when I look at the at the picture later it'll bring back the taste it'll bring back the dish I'll see the dish well um I've learned over the years interestingly that it's very important to take half of the dish home partly so that you just don't eat the whole thing but also partly because the next day in the light of your kitchen you see things that you did not see in the restaurant restaurant lighting is a little dim perhaps um, the restaurant, you're distracted by the noise. You know, here comes, um, uh, you know, Tom Hanks in with his family. It, it's the thing, thing, things take you away from the food. But in the kitchen, when I open up the little plastic container, it's like, oh, look, look, the um, that shrimp dish, it's now sitting in a solid block of butter. I had no idea it had all that butter in it. I've seen that happen, by the way. Um, it's really shocking to see what. Um, a prime rib looks like the next day. It's it's really it's it's distressing. Um, That's what your arteries look like. I know, I know. And that and that sort of started the, when when I took that home and started the next day. That sort of stopped me from eating a lot of meat. But um, I'm just using my little iPhone. It's it's fairly decent. I've been in restaurants where there are people who professionally take these. You know, they're not actually setting up with a, a lighted camera thing, but they had like this very sophisticated neon light 
bar oh, that they ring. held mm-hmm. over the food and they were snapping the pictures with it. And I said to the, the owner, what the heck's going on over there? They said, he's just a customer. He's taking pictures. He takes the pictures and he sells them online. I said, I thought that was just like people in the restaurants who took the pictures and, you know, put them on their websites. It's not. It's, it's, quite, a, it's quite a business out there. Yeah, it has been since you know, stock photography came into business since the dawn of photography because normally, like say for instance, the star agency, you would have to go there in the mid-late 80s and go through their sly collection to license an image of a celebrity. You have to actually physically go through um, images. Now everything's digital. So we're able to upload immediately. And also the the... The light they were using at the restaurant is a beauty ring. It's a really great... People is that should, what it's called? Oh, if you want a great photo of yourself, get a beauty ring. Because it it basically, it throws a light that um, it, it basically homogenizes your face. It was very distracting, let me tell you, to those dining nearby. Because all right. of a sudden, this like um, explosive light comes on. Right. And also, too, the owner of the restaurant doesn't realize that that photographers making money off their IP intellectual property right so um, well it can be argued that he's also promoting it so. but he's licensing so he's not putting yeah. the name it came from blank restaurant unless he's using it for a blog then that's fine but if he's selling it as a, just an image to a stock agency he's not saying it's coming from blank because yeah. then he would have to get the paperwork to go with it sorry I'm getting into minutiae here now are, <laughs> are there like masters of the craft out there is there a Robert Maplethorpe is there a an Edward oh, Western yeah. Western um, uh, Berman from up north uh, he does both cannabis and non-cannabis work so he will do a beautiful shot of a bud and then he'll do a shot of uh, Bezos of Amazon a portrait okay. so there's a lot of people who are both just because one they're basically product all you're shooting is product you just have to just know the ins and outs shooting a bud. I have another photographer, Justin McIver, who was High Times photographer for about two decades. And so he knows everything about the flower. But also he does sports, too. So everyone kind of does everything. Photography is a wide range of what you can do. And cannabis is just part of it. You said before that there were 3,000 strains of there that you have photographs of? Yes. Okay. So would here I am, you know, Joe Blow off the street you show me two of them and I say to you looks the same to me or do I not um no that's kind of true because let's this thing let's take apples right you got red apples you have delicious you have Fuji you have Gala you have all these other apples right and each one of them if you really look closely has a different shape uh-huh. a different color skew to it uh, a different flavor um, also, different region it comes from, and the same with cannabis. Um, your purple, your perps are purple, right? They have a deep purple color to it. Um, your more diesels have more brown tendrils. So, if you're a wine connoisseur, I can show you a champagne grape and say that's that's a that's a um, merlot grape. And you go, uh uh-uh, uh, right? So, what we're creating here is a collection for connoisseurs and showing that it's not just the leaf that you're smoking. Each strain has its own taste, benefits. Is, is all the photography in color? Yes. Okay. So, there's no um, moody black and white. No, I have that too. I also have one photographer who specializes in tintypes, if you remember that, oh, sure. Collodion, which is very intense. It's one shot. 
uh, it's on a piece of tin. It has a emulsion, and he exposes it on 8x10 camera. He has to go into his room, develop it, and if it's not right, he's got to go back out and do another tintype. Not what we can do now on, on a burst on our iPhone. So he does tintypes of cannabis leaves. Gorgeous. And also portraits of Asian women just slightly wrapped in silk and just smoking with the smoke coming up. A tintype, collodion. So we have images like that as well. So because I've been working in photography for so long, I curate according to style, composition, and also rareness. Okay, now we haven't quite finished your story. You said you've been working in photography for so long. Mm-hmm. Where did you where did you begin it? Where did I begin? Um, I graduated from Art Center College of Design in Fine Arts and Photography. My first portfolio, and only time I showed it was one time to David Carson at Reagan. And he hired me that day. So for three years, I worked at Reagan as their photographer. So I did a lot of band shots, a lot of fashion shoots. And from there, I got headhunted into music labels because they saw my work. So I started working for them and then headhunted again into art direction for a few labels as well. And again, headhunted into working for... um, a film company I've released over 50 films for an independent film company everything from Gus Van Sant to um, Gaspar Noe films everything and we were in Sundance Toronto New York plus I was art director you just like keep going I was career director for four film festivals Slam Dance for 10 years uh, Outfest an independent uh, uh, Los Angeles Independent Film Festival No Dance and then again, I got headhunted into creating websites for Aniston, John, uh, Jennifer Aniston. And then from there, I got headhunted again. I just keep going places, mm-hmm. working as the career director for a major publisher. And so I put out a lot of monographs. Then, okay, then I kept going into publishing. And, and then I taught at Art Center for six years. Then at CalArts, I also was an art director at CalArts in their master's programs. I did a lot of books for them. And now, after that, I'm, I'm in cannabis now. So there's a lot of, but a lot you've, of stuff. you've always been in, a wor- in worlds where cannabis is a well accepted product, where it's I, um, like like Janice here, for instance, comes from the world of finance, and finance is probably for you folks who like you know are not quite that into it. They'd rather have their martini um, with with two olives than um, than have a little CBD. Um, but in your world, it's all fine. Well, I would, yes, because at uh, one record label, they would have the announcement at four o'clock, dealers here. And, <laughs> and so people would run down and get whatever they wanted from that person. And then also another company I worked at, it was basically built and financed by cocaine until they all got a little older and realized that they needed just a switch of alcohol. So, um, yeah, it's it, because we're it's Los Angeles. Yeah. We're not in. But then again, it could be endemic in Kansas. It could be anywhere. It's just I went in the creative field. So that way it, it lends to explorations of other ways of medication. Well, I mean, I've, I've been to companies where the bagel guy shows up. So it's almost the same thing. Mm. You know, it's, it's very, <laughs> Probably very cheaper, <laughs> um, but more fattening. Um, you also, and I've got to deal with you on this, um, says co-founder of Asian Americans for Cannabis. What's specific about Asian Americans that would have them have their own group? 
Good question, because tomorrow, this is uh, one of the major things I'm addressing. I'm putting on an event for the city of El Monte with the mayor. And what I have is three Asian-American prominent doctors in cannabis. One of them is Dr. Tim Shu of Vets CBD. So we're all, I have them on board to talk about cannabis to the Asian-American community because they, very small group of Christian Chinese that are organized by the Pacific Justice Institute, which is a noted hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Group, has organized in San Francisco. I fought them in San Francisco. I'm going to fight them down here where they give out misinformation on cannabis. Plus, have you ever seen a protest group that has the exact same signs, right? San Francisco (laughs) and L.A. And so tomorrow we're putting on a panel with these three doctors to dispel this this propaganda that they're putting out to these groups. They're such a small voting block in El Monte, but they're very vocal, right? And a lot of them are coming out from other states. So that's what Asian Americans for Cannabis Education does. What we do, we fight back within our own community with misin- what when they're spouting misinformation, misinformation and propaganda. Is there a specific... Um bias among Asian Americans towards towards um, cannabis? It's cultural because, as you know, if you want to go with a stereotype, we stay within the law, we're hardworking, we like education, we look after our families. very Confucian, right? It's a, a base, based on Confucian very law. Very Jewish. Yes. And however, we're more, we're small-minded, right? Very Jewish. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I would, I, would, I would switch teams right now. So, you can call me Chongstein. <laughs> but the the thing is, is that um, the fear of the immigrant parent of their child going to drugs is that we are not going to be looked after when we're old, right? Because mm-hmm. that's our tradition. We look after our parents. Yeah. And however, when I was teaching at Art Center, I could tell all of my Asian students were all either smoking weed or heavy drinkers. Um, and so it's, it's that stereotype. Right. But also, if we look back in our voting records, before Prop 64, Asian Americans have always been voting no. It was the first time Prop 64, 56% of us voted yes. But also another reason for that was this a presidential election where we had a lot younger people voting. Right. So the tide is changing with the new generations. However, there is those small pockets of right-wing Christian groups that were regardless of the minority or the group where they are, we're always going to be fighting against. You mentioned it, Mm -hmm. and we just talked about culture. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different cultures that are in cannabis. So people trying to label them blue or red, Asian or black or yellow or white or whatever color, it doesn't work in the cannabis world because cannabis happens to be the one thread that if people sit down that thread will weave through everyone's personalities and integrate everyone together. It's also, too, in general, one strain will re- will react differently for different and people. Everything well, metabolizes yeah. differently in yeah. everyone's body. Exactly. And it doesn't matter the color or the shape of your eyes, Meryl. Yeah. Yeah. And Janice, well, no, will, you know will, this, too, because mm-hmm. you look at a pen that says calm, you give right. it to somebody, they come back, and oh, no. It, oh, no, it can, might not be the one because it's the different ratios between the THC and the CBD, how they react in your body, what is it that we're actually treating with this particular vapor pen and with the mixture because you want to be careful to, to isolate exactly what you're trying to treat at that particular time. 
when people come in and they want to ask specifically about products or what's ailing them or what's bothering them, what pharmaceuticals they're on, you want to treat exactly what it is and treat everyone as an individual. And it's like you going back to pictures. I'm sure there's a picture to make a statement for things where you go. If I was trying to make a statement of the quickest thing in my head, just to keep it going, is mine's better than yours because that's been our slogan for two years. Guess what? I'm going to look through your images till I find that one image that's going to show me whether it's a flower itself uh-huh. or maybe it's a lifestyle. Exactly. That's what it is. But you're going to be able to go and go through her different portfolio and find what it is. So um, I will tell you that my daughter actually went to school at Art Center and graduated from the graphic design school. What year? Oh, my God. Just a few years, like eight years ago, maybe. She's only 26, 27. I might. I probably went to her graduation. And I have Mm -hmm. to say, this photography is just such a small part of Ophelia in this industry. Now, we were at your house for a presentation. I I keep referring to as a, um, a cannabis Tupperware party. Right. Uh, which I have a sense. Uh, we're doing one with you actually in a, in a few weeks, Janice. It's the CBD. The CBD, yeah. Um, but it's it seems to be a spreading way. I mean, the number of people we have right now is probably it's probably beginning to approach a hundred people. It's going to be a huge event of people who are curious. They want to know. They want to know. At your house, it was you know maybe a couple of dozen, but they wanted to know. Serve asparagus and you can do your asparagus experiment that day. <laughs> I'm over this asparagus. <laughs> but we're going to learn about CBD, the lifestyle. I was going to say it's all about education. Ophelia's event tomorrow, the CBD one that you guys are having. It's really just telling people and getting them on board. It's telling them and getting them on board, but also they want to know. There's a great need of education out there. Um, and you're at the forefront, and thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm one of the many at the forefront. There's so many people out there, and well, certainly um, Janice is right there at the um, in the front lines. I have to say, we are actually in the presence of two huge women in the cannabis industry right now, Ophelia and Janice. Seriously, these are two women who are pioneering and trailblazing this, and we are very, very, very fortunate to be. With them on high on the high I, I um I am oh, not worthy. You. I am not worthy. You're oh, very Meryl. worthy. Meryl, <laughs> feed you what? some more. What? High on the hog, the podcast. <laughs> what is Push Magazine? Oh well, it was that's oh. a good operative word. It uh, was a wonderful idea put up by many women, and unfortunately, it's it just um, it went. They to didn't have enough advertisers, yeah. not like high on the hall. It went to heaven. <laughs> it's uh, I, I've been in the magazine industry. It's uh, it ain't oh. quite what it used to be. No, nope. no, nor are newspapers. But on the other hand, cannabis is filling all the gaps. Cannabis is it's everywhere. CBD man, everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know. Just come to the antidote at seventy three seventy eight Melrose <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Um, and don't forget to ask for Janice. No, you can ask for a lot of people. Do Do you find people ask you a lot that once they discover that 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 this is part of your your world? Ask you what is it? What does it do? What it's, what was what, actually? It's kind of fun. Explain it. Janice probably gets this too. One time, I was riding the shuttle bus between the overnight parking at LAX to to my terminal. 
I looked over at these people and they were going on vacation. I said, so where are you going? It was, we're going a conversation. And then they asked me, so what do you do? And I said, I'm in cannabis. And these, and the gentleman said to me, so are you high? And I said, <laughs> do you, if I told you I would, I had a winery, would you ask me if I was drunk? And he kind of went back, no. And I said, exactly. And then I got off at my terminal at that point. I timed it perfectly. Yeah. So timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and cannabis too, Janice. I mean, timing. If you if you checked off all your everything you had to do for your license, kept everything up, which is why now what we have what 150 licenses in LA. Is it 150? As opposed to those 1500 still running around somewhere, which are slowly being closed down. I can see a lot of them, especially in Koreatown. They're all shuttered. So it's all timing. You know, but there are shared shared experiences and shared knowledge. Uh, definitely, um, CBD, THC is very high on that list. I always remember the experience of, you know, when I used to do a lot more things I do now. I was a film critic for Los Angeles Magazine. I wrote a show about music. I was on the radio. And people would meet me and they'd say, what do you do? I'd say, film. And I do, I do music. they go, ha, ha, ha. And on the restaurant critic for the Herald Examiner, they go, oh, have you ever been to... It was always the food. It was always the food that they that they they felt that common experience. There are people who don't go to movies. There are people who don't listen to music. There are people who don't watch TV. They don't do any of those things. Everybody eats. Meryl, this is back to your lifestyle. You have to eat, so you figure your CBD into your food. Okay, not everyone has to watch a movie. And and to be honest, I have become part of a world where everyone is interacting with cannabis in some way or another. You find it on someone's nightstand yeah. when you're in their home on their... That, are you one of those snoopers? No, I was looking for their dog, I swear. <laughs> but you see it everywhere. And, and the dog was not in the medicine cabinet. I'm not sure why you were looking there. Uh, the dog had its own CBD treats. I'm serious. There's a whole world of everything. You well, imagine. that's a whole other show to do. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I'm, I'm going to bring my dog in someday and we'll, we'll see how the CBD works on George. And then he'll eat asparagus. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I mean, I have my grill room finished hopefully today too as well at my house. So I built a, because I do outdoor in my in my backyard and also we have the correct limited amount of flowers being grown in that grow room correct oh yeah of course okay. six six babies six mature there you go yeah and i i and, janice, and i'll give you six seeds to go with it and janice you you should be happy about the six seeds i'm popping right now uh three slightly stupid from humboldt seeds and three wonka's number three so one <laughs> cbd one thc Ophelia, you're a joy. Thank you for Thank coming you. In here. Thank you. And we really I'll bring my slightly it. stupid when it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank it's, you so much. It's High in the Hog, the podcast. Ophelia Chong has been a, a joy, as, of course, has Janice Hardoon of Koreatown Collective, as indeed always is Joanna Belson, the connoisseur, maven, and um, advertiser. And sure. advertising consultant. Uh, you, will, you can contact her on our Instagram. It's Meryl Schindler. Thank you, Phil and Grande, for um, Phil Gian Grande for, <laughs> and I'm not stoned uh, for always being here for us. Posh too. Hello, Posh in the corner. We'll catch you next time on <laughs> High on the Hog. Hi.